Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jason Munns is the Commercial Appeals Tiger Basketball beat writer. He's on Twitter, at Munsley. joins us each and every Monday. Munns, what are we listening to? Listening to the great Lenny Kravitz, Jeffrey. This is uh, the title track from his album, Dig In. It's more of a John Moran song. <laughs> well, not anymore. Not yeah, anymore. Hopefully not. Not yeah. anymore. Not anymore. He's, he's, you know, he's in a different headspace. Hopefully now. Uh, Muns, you were there. Both of you were. We were both there yesterday. I mean, it was a. It was a. Well, it was just one of those great college basketball atmospheres. It was fan like the you know, it was you know, I, it was a sold out. It was a sellout. You know, not every seat was taken, but it was loud. It was as as many. People at a college basketball game, as you'll see in the country, I feel like, you know, maybe Syracuse gets more sometimes in their arena, um, but you know, there, I'm sure there's others. But it was a fantastic environment, a compelling game. Uh, obviously, did not turn out the way Memphis wanted in the end, but just uh, it still was nonetheless a memorable experience. And and I think particularly because it wasn't a situation where oh no, they lost to Houston and now like they can't make the NCAA tournament. It wasn't like that. It was like, oh, they missed a chance to beat number one for the first time ever, but hey, they're going to get another shot at them in the AAC tournament potentially. Yeah, so the environment, Mark, you were sitting there the last, right beside me, the last minute, minute and a half, two Mm -hmm. minutes, whatever it was, and uh, uh, it was so, they were so into it, the fans, that the because our seats are right up against the barricade of the front of the front row mm-hmm. um, where we're sitting. And, and like the fans were like leaning over the barricade to the point where the barricade was like mm-hmm. rocking. At least it was rocking me back and forth because of like Harold bird was getting into it, man. Harold bird was oh, getting into uh, it. The birds. Well, and it, it wasn't just, it wasn't just, him. it was like that whole front row and it was yeah. like, it, like I was having trouble, uh, uh, you know, like typing. It was, it was, uh, but but I'm all for it because it was, it was as you said, it was like one of those one of those just awesome, awesome, awesome environments. And uh, mm-hmm. I actually just got finished watching the video clip. Uh, I think you were standing there uh, talking to Kelvin Sanson outside their mm-hmm. locker room, and he was talking about how the Memphis game day staff needed to be, you know, commended for the work that they did. Um, you know, he said it might would have been a little bit better to have a little bit later tip off, so that uh, uh, give the chance, give the fans a chance to get a little bit more Beale Street in them um, ahead of the game. But uh, but no, it was fantastic. And yeah, it, it, you're right. It, it, it a loss hurts, 
always. I mean, they missed a chance to get off the schneid um, against number one teams. Um, you know, so now they're 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 zero to eleven. and I also think if you really want to, if you really want to go, like, okay, what what damage did this do, if any? I don't think it did really, but you probably either. can't get like a number. I I, I don't know, believe you can go get a number seven seed now. Um, without the, yeah, I think you had to beat Houston twice, to, and I I think they're either you know I don't know if it's good or bad. Like I think if they go to the AAC tournament final. And whether they lose to Houston or not, they're going to be like an eight or a nine seed again. Uh, yeah. And so, if you look at it that way, if you wanted to avoid being the eight nine, now I think being an eight nine is better this year than last year. I don't think the one seeds are as good as last year. Um, but nonetheless, if you want to look at it that way, that's how I would. That's how I would frame if, if anything. But I think what what I found fascinating about how the game played out is it showed me. The reasons, both the reasons why Memphis, I think, could make a run to like certainly win a game in the NCAA tournament and with the right matchup go to the Sweet 16. I think you saw that on display. When you have Kendrick Davis, you know, who can just get, you know, even if he's not hitting shots, he can get you points, you know, at the free throw line, all that. And, And Kelvin Sampson made the point after the game. He's like, we know, Kel- we know Kendrick Davis and DeAndre Williams. And, like, you know, we've played them before. When that team goes and plays in the NCAA tournament, like, those teams are not going to know just how good those two guys are, was Kelvin Sampson's point. And also, I think the way Memphis presses and traps, it's a really unique defense, ultimately. And I thought Penny pulled it out pretty well. You know, there were things he could have done better in that game, but – one of the things he did well was they got back into the game because he was strategically applying that press. Um, and I think that can be a real weapon, especially when you get to the NCAA tournament. But you also saw, you know, down the stretch, Houston goes zone. They couldn't hit a shot, you know. Um, you know, they they got pounded on the offensive glass. Like, you saw some of the reasons also why, you know, they could lose an 8-9 game in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Um, and so it was all on display. But ultimately, I think this team's got a shot. I mean, they took they took number one down to the wire, um, and you know di- you can say in a lot of ways didn't really play that well. Like they shot thirty five percent from the field and took Houston down to the wire um, at home. But I, I think it bodes well for for them having. Uh, you know, I don't know what successful looks like exactly postseason, but I my gut would tell me we're going to come away satisfied with what they do this postseason. Think about this. Houston, over the course of an entire season, yeah, there's still the conference tournament, yeah, there's still the NCAA tournament, but over the course of an entire regular season, Houston has allowed 56 points per game. Kendrick Davis scored 26 points by himself against that defense. You know what I'm like? I just think that that's like a, a... you know, like when we're when we're thinking about this being the last game in Memphis this season and the last game Kendrick Davis will ever play in Memphis, um, I, I just think that it's, you know, it's it's we need to sort of take a second to appreciate what he's done um, this season. And and I, I mean, I, I can't remember if we talked about this last week or not, but he is on pace. And I forget the exact numbers. I know 700 points is one of them, but Kendrick is on pace to become just the second player ever in program history to eclipse 700 points 
I think it's like 185 assists and maybe 75 steals in the same season. The only other player to do that in Memphis history in one season is Penny Hardaway. So, um, you know, just kind of wanted to get the, uh, the Kendrick Davis appreciation, uh, uh, you know, uh, soapbox spiel out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it's, uh, it's, it's going to be, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be boring. Whatever happens from here on out for Memphis, it's not going to be boring. That's for sure. Yeah. No. And, and, and they've shown there's, you know, there's pieces there beyond Kendrick and DeAndre where if, you know, if you can get a few of them playing well at the same time, like yesterday, it felt like, you know, Chandler and Malcolm played well as in supporting right. roles. And it felt like they what they were missing really ultimately was like either Demarier or Elijah McCadden or Jonathan Lawson. They needed one of those guys to like hit shots for them. And they or and DeAndre. They, or you know, DeAndre had yeah, but I think part of that was I think Houston targeted Or Jaden. You know, yeah. you, need, you, needed you needed another enough. perimeter shot maker. Yeah. Particularly no. in the first half when it felt like, you know, it just really felt like the biggest difference in the first half was Houston got a bunch of open threes and hit a lot of them. And and they and they guarded Memphis really well in the half court. Like if you really watch that game closely, Memphis did they not did. get much in the half court. They got like free throws. Like Kendrick got to the line quite a bit. But like if Kendrick wasn't hitting a bunch of field you know, hitting a bunch of shots on that Houston defense, and certainly DeAndre wasn't either. I, I thought they did a, I thought Houston's half court defense was was really good and you know, probably I wouldn't want someone who's playing me the NCAA tournament to watch that film if I was Penny Hardaway. Because I think the yeah, yeah. the defensive template that Houston used is something that you know, like if someone can. If you're switching up zone man and you can really kind of head, you have the bigs to like really hedge hard on Kendrick Davis. It really disrupts their offense, their offensive flow, because they don't have a ton of guys who can just hit. You know, who Kendrick can release to and can just hit a jumper. In fairness, though. I don't know how y'all felt because y'all were in person. Just on TV, <clears throat> I'm not sure how many other defenses can do to them No, yeah, that's true. what Houston did. Houston's I mean, a they, great defensive team. And on top of that, they were very long. They were very athletic. And the refs let them play in the second yeah. half, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that they did. Yeah. And so, um, but all in all, it was, I thought, a encouraging performance by this team in terms, you know, like I just thought that, you know, they presented well against the number one team in the country, even though they obviously came out on the short end. All right, let's look ahead now, Muns. We know the AAC tournament bracket. Um, Memphis is going to play UCF for SMU on Friday at six o'clock. Um, UCF. They will play um, either Tulane, Wichita State, or who's the, I don't know who the other team, uh, Tulsa. Tulsa. So it's probably – I think you're going to play Tulane or Wichita State. I think it's Wichita. If, if you advance to the semis. You don't think Tulane will get there? You don't think this is going to be a revenge tour for the Tigers? I think in the same way that Tulane's a bad matchup for Memphis, mm-hmm. Wichita yeah. State is a bad matchup for well, Tulane. And I'll say this. Wichita State's probably playing better than Tulane right now. Like Wichita State, They like, are. Wichita State's playing pretty well. I told you a couple weeks ago that I did not think Tulane was going to finish second in the league because they, you know, they had that four that that week stretch where they had four games. That that week stretch started by losing at home to Wichita State by like it wasn't close. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Jaron Pierre scored 30 points against that Tulane team in New Orleans. Craig Porter Jr. had a triple-double against that Tulane team in New Orleans. James Rojas, the guy who terrorized Memphis in, in Wichita in the first half uh, of that game a couple weeks back for 19 points, um, scored 22, a career high against Tulane. Yeah, I, I think Wichita's playing really well at a good time. Um, that being said, so, so I do believe that Wichita is going to be Tulane on Friday, but uh, I think that I think that that will play uh, better for Memphis because again, not that I think Memphis couldn't beat Tulane on Saturday, but I just think that Memphis matches up better with Wichita. Yeah, I mean, because even if you look at like the final, like Wichita State only wins that game by like seven, but they were up double figures for pretty much the entire game, and you know. To me, like the biggest difference is their big guards give Tulane bigger problems than they give like Kendrick. Well, and here's the here's the reality also is that you want ultimately you want I think you want to play UCF in the quarterfinals for uh, sure if you're Memphis because they're seventy two quad two they're seventy two yeah. in the net so even if you lost that it's a quad two loss right now. Um, yeah. And so I think even though I think SMU they would crush, like they've crushed them twice, I still think you'd rather play UCF, even though it's a tougher win, because the loss doesn't do as – like I, I, I think they're going to make – I think they're in. Like even if they lost in the yeah, first on, round, they're on in. On one hand, I think – But like why – I don't want to go through that. You know, like, on one tough. hand, I do think we're past that, but I understand the argument of, okay, if you're going to have an off night, you'd rather it be an off night that's not as penalizing. Yeah. Um, and so, cause I think losing to SMU, I still think they'd be in, but I'd, I'd be sweating it out on selection Sunday. If you went and lost to SMU in the first round, cause that would be a horrible if, loss. If they lost to, to UCF on Friday, if they're a nine seed right now, they just moved down. It might I end mean, up benefiting them. Might be a 10. That's exactly my, that's my point. Like, you know, you, you, that might help you, um, avoid having to face a number one seed if you get past. The first the first game uh, it might help you avoid having the you know the exact same situation as last year where you run up against the number one seed uh, potentially in a in an environment that uh, would be you know bad for you. I do suspect this though, and I'm playing this up if I'm Penny because they're going to play before Tulane does on Friday night. I'm playing up the fact like, hey, the two teams we can we can go win this AAC tournament by beating the two teams that swept us this year. You know, like, and and I think they'll be properly, like, the reason they'd lose to UCF is, like, if they weren't properly motivated. And I just get the sense, I got the sense after that game yesterday and just even last year, the way, how serious they took the AAC tournament and, and how down they were after losing the championship game, how badly, like, Penny seemed to want that. I, I just don't think they're going to, I don't think motivation is going to be a factor in Friday's game. Oh. Oh, no. I mean, I can tell you, well, I can tell you at least specifically about Kendrick Davis. Um, like, even after Memphis pulled that one out against UCF, you know, just whatever it was a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, he still hasn't forgotten about those comments after the first UC, after the double overtime loss in mm. Orlando. Like, he, he still has not forgotten about uh, the we had to pack them up mm-hmm. comments. Uh, from CJ Kelly. So like, I, 
I don't know about the rest of the team, but I know Kendrick Davis will not be lacking any sort of motivation if that's who they have to play on Friday. If we're talking about things that maybe happened yesterday that could bode well for the future, or at least as it pertains to the tournament and, and whatnot, mm-hmm. didn't yesterday feel like a big moment for Malcolm? Yeah. Without a doubt. How many shots do you think Jawan Roberts took? After scoring 20 points in the matchup at Houston, how many field goal attempts did Jawan Roberts have? Four. One. One. Wow. One. And he scored one point. Scored one point yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, I just bring that up to say that, yes, I think I think it was not only a step forward for Malcolm, but I think it was big for Chandler. I mean, like, yeah. he's coming off he's coming off tying a career high with 12 rebounds against SMU earlier in the week. And then he comes out and he knocks down a couple of threes and he, and he, you know, he's, he's getting his hand on the ball. Like he, he was. No, and people keep was, asking uh, Penny about KO and why isn't he playing KO? And stop. it's like, that needs it's stop. just like, isn't it obvious at this point, Penny doesn't trust him and he's not in the rotation right now. Like I, I and actually, you can make the argument he needs him. He, he, he should use him. But like, I actually agree with Penny. Like if he's winning, like last yesterday, they did not lose that game because K, like Ko's not. A, if Ko was a good rebounder, he'd be playing. I actually wrote down the note yesterday during the game. Like I don't understand the people that are like, "Where's Ko?" It's like, no, Malcolm's healthy yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. That's where Ko is. Malcolm's healthy now, <laughs> so he's going to get those minutes. And and needs to continue getting you know his lungs back and his and his and his knees back and stuff like like and and again like yes, it's just. I, I, I've never seen... K.O. plays if two guys are in foul trouble. That's how, that's his role now. No, he didn't. I mean, Malcolm had four fouls. That's, yeah, that's true. Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm and DeAndre both were in had, foul trouble for most of the game. And, right. he, and He would rather go small than go to K.O. Like, he'd rather put yeah. McCadden at the four and, you know, like, figure it out. Um, at least against Houston. We should be fair. At least against Houston. But, but you know, maybe it's different if it's against Tulsa or whoever. But um, Isn't it? And, like, people are complaining about it. And, like, this is what we wanted from Penny. Like, you know, like not being the guy who has to play everyone. Like yesterday, he played nine guys, and like one of them was Jaden, who he like hardly played after the beginning of the game. Like he, you know, yeah, he's making. Jonathan played very much either. Um, Jonathan Lawson played, yeah, eight minutes. And so, right. um, you know, he didn't really play much in the second half. Like he's making the decisions you want him to make. Like you know, the, the cutting down on the rotation and playing the guys he needs to play, and you know he had, he said he had a bad game plan in the first half. Um, I guess sure, I, I'll take you know like ultimately I do think he adjusted with the press. Um, they didn't you know, they didn't have a good game plan defensively. It looked like or they didn't execute well defensively. Um, but you know I I feel pretty good about this team. I don't know, got a good feeling. I think you know oh, yeah. I don't know what if it means Sweet Sixteen. I don't know. My gut tells me it'll be like last year's team. They're going to win a game in the NCAA tournament and then give give some number one Scare seed a somebody, run. Yeah. yeah, give some number one seed a run for their money. That's kind of what my gut's telling me right now. That's that's probably where the odds should be on that. But like, uh, you know, this is a team that is that is very veteran and with an elite point guard and a point forward who can give teams a lot of problems and you got Malcolm Dandridge playing better and you've got I mean you know you got some weapons and you got some age and experience and um you know it's it's not uh it's not out of the question that uh that uh, this team can go on a run 
Mons, we appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Mons. See y'all. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.